Hello, dear listeners. Hello. It's Erin. And Patty. Coming to you to give you some big news. What, what is news? it, Patty? Well, I'll tell you. On Saturday morning, February 11th at 10 a.m., we will have our wonderful live stream show. To celebrate our 200th episode. That's right, 200 shows. We have been giving you 200 episodes of pure quality comedy content, and we would like to you to join us live on our live stream. Saturday, February 11th, 10 a.m. Instagram and Facebook at DearPodOfficial. Also, follow me at Erin McGuire Official. We'll have two different live streams going at the same time where you can ask us questions, leave comments, and trashy suggestions. Got it? Write it down, commit it to memory, and join us. February 11th, 10 a.m. Hit it, toots! Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out with a woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. Tell me everything about everything. I am fascinated by your career journey. Go right. ahead. So I uh, am sequestered to uh, interview for a position for a high-profile celebrity Academy Award-winning actor. Okay. And you are already mincing your words very carefully. And I'm like, oh, wow, th- this is odd. Okay. And... Um, uh, so we schedule this call, mm-hmm. and um, the email, the initial email is very casual in a way of like, hey, someone just tossed me a resume, okay. almost as if they worked for Drew Barrymore. Oh, no. Hey, just tossed me this resume, totally like catch up and like get a kiki or shit like that okay i'm like okay if she started it with hey bitch then i'd be like <laughs> maybe that's a little too unprofessional so um we live in a casual society though i hear you mm-hmm. um nobody wears hard pants anymore i understand okay so we go back and forth of um when we can meet and i'm Pretty common. I'm like, I'll do, I can meet whenever. When's good for you? Can you do tomorrow? Tomorrow will work. Great. What time is best for you? How about uh, how about 12.30 or 1? I love this. Already you're ping-ponging back and forth with the, you're the one making and the she's choices. Like, Actually, would it be, she's like, perfect. Actually, can we do earlier? Sure. What time works for you? How about 10.30? Great. 10.30 works for me. Okay, I will see you then. Wake up on a Saturday early. Um, get dressed, shower, all that bit. I dress, you know, as if I'm going to have this interview in person, which I'm not. I sit down. I write my gratitude journal. <laughs> you say your affirmations <laughs> into the mirror. You I'm write them enough. in lipstick. I'm smart enough and okay. doggone it. People like me. So I check my email really quickly just in case. And there it is. Oh. Hi. Is it okay if we reschedule till 4.30? Which I'm like... Moments before you're supposed to this have this. This is three minutes before my interview. Okay, okay. So it was written three minutes before, not when I checked it, three minutes. <sighs> and uh, I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. What time would you like to meet? Like, and now you're not physically meeting. You're, you're Right, right. She's like, phone call. you know, or like, she's like, hey, can we reschedule? And I'm like, sure. What time do you want to meet? She's like, how about 4.30? Which is roughly around, you know, like the second part of 
when she asked me what time I wanted to meet, Originally. I initially said later in the afternoon. She moved it to super early, and now she's going to wave into the you know middle of the you know middle of the day. So in like that, that awkward part we're like i'm dressed now now what the fuck do i do because i guess i can go to the gym but i'm just fucking no you have to keep your energy up you're in interview mode right so (sighs) i i'm a little like whatever (laughs) um (laughs) i already see your resting bitch face through the story yeah okay so the the interview also only or yeah lasts about maybe 10 minutes long and you know it's like great you know here's who you know um like let's just tell like tell me a little bit about yourself and so I you know do the whole spiel even though they have my resume I tell them oh that's great that's great um, oh my god is this the voice a little bit okay. and uh, she starts talking have you ever worked for a celebrity before and I said no I haven't and mm-hmm. um, uh, I said but what I do currently. Is work Maybe. for people who could buy and sell celebrities who actually uh, eat them. Right. I was trying to be diplomatic with that because mm-hmm. she's like, have you ever worked for a celebrity? And I'm like, no, um, but there is a certain cachet with who I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know what? Why don't I just tell you kind of like a day by day and overall scope of what exactly it is that I do. And then maybe you can assess if I'm worthy enough to work for uh, an Academy Award winning actress. (laughs) Oh my God. Tell me you said it like that. Not like that. I'm so taken aback. Like, have you ever worked for an actress? Oh, have I I had to be, uh, you know, woken up in the middle of the night to only get green M&Ms? No, I didn't. Because anyway. Okay. Cause I'm like, then you really don't know who I work. You didn't even ask for who I work for. Yeah, no, but I have shared an elevator with Vera Wang, <laughs> right? AKA the girl from the ring. Yes, mm-hmm. and I also spoke to Vanessa Williams one time outside of an <laughs> elevator, and that changed my life. So I once saw Chris Noth trip up the stairs of the end train, Forty Second Street. Does that count? Debbie Gibson said hello to me in Central Park while she was walking her dog, uh, and I said hello back. I understudied Debbie Gibson, and she sent me a bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's. Does that count? How about that? Boom! Michael McDonald from Mad TV replaced me in an independent movie and changed the trajectory of my career. How about that? Does that count? (laughs) I've been bumped by Jerry Seinfeld when he decides to come into Gotham and do 45 minutes off the cuff. What about that? Aiden Quinn called me a homosexual on the set <laughs> of an HBO <laughs> Project Greenlight movie, and I had to take it and not say anything because I, what, A, was a closeted homosexual and was wearing 1970s lifeguard gear. Take that. Aileen Quinn sent me an <laughs> autographed picture of her as Annie, so gaboom badana. This is the best game ever. Can we just do like two more rounds? <laughs> I messed up Lee Shriver's drink order not once, not twice, but four times. That's incredible. He was very soft talker. Sam Rockwell likes my converse. <laughs> Period. Exclamation point. <laughs> Academy Award winner. So does that count? Liam Neeson told me why he messed up all of his lines after a performance at a, uh, a West End theater. So, kablamo! I waited on Liam Neeson 
at Anderson Cooper's house where I was uh, uh, a <laughs> bartender, <burgers>. and <laughs> I thought he sucked the soul out of my nostrils, <laughs> only to then, then be trumped by Joe Mantello talking to me and asking me if I was a guest at this party while I had a tray of food in my hand. I took an elevator with Martha Stewart and thought that she had done a show with me because I couldn't figure out where I knew her from when the doors opened and five homosexuals came running out of nowhere going, Martha, just as she looked at me and the doors closed. Am I capable of working for you? Yes. This is New York. (laughs) This is 100. If you think I am impressed by celebrity, think again, sister girl. Like Shania Twain said, that don't impress me much, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so I give my spiel of like what I do. And um, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I do an awful lot. Like, wow. Okay. And uh, she's like, well, she kind of needs someone and you know, whatever the fuck it is that she needs. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh and she's like, now, are you comfortable with, like, spending time in Los Angeles? I'm like, sure. I heard that it was, like, a couple months, possibly. And she's like, well, they spend a lot more time in Los Angeles. I'm like, but you're going to have to talk to her actual assistant. I said, oh, how long? And who are you? This is someone else. Okay. How many people does she work for her? I'll get to that. Oh, shit. Okay. I, uh. I said, oh, okay. How long has her assistant been with her? Four years. She loves her. Then why is she leaving? Uh, just to pursue other things. Oh, okay. And, you know, kind of gets, you know, uh, yeah, I think she wants to, you know, have a family or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, it takes a lot out of you. I'm like, okay. I said, well, I'm married and I live in New York. So there's that. Oh, okay. And I said, I actually was told that the time in Los Angeles is not significant. Oh, well, it's more like four, four or five months, maybe. I'm like, mm, okay. At a time or mm, spread at a out? chunk. Oh. In a row. So you'd be half the year in LA, half the year in New York. Right. And I'd fly back and forth. I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. I'm like, okay, great. I said, and where would I live? Oh, you'd live, you know, in Santa Monica. And I said, and where does she live? Oh, she lives in, you know, 35 minutes away, which of course is like two hours away, I'm sure. What? They would put you up in Santa Monica? So I'd be by myself. Like in Santa Monica. Something like that. Really not near anything. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Except for this great restaurant called The Breakers, which I really got <laughs> drunk at one time. And I talked to Bab Balaban. Does that mean that I am capable of doing your you job? You talked to the Taliban at The Breakers? I did. And they took credit for everything. By the way, Taliban was pissed off because of uh, Harry's book. We'll talk about that. Okay. All right. So just put a pin in that. But anyway. Sure. Um, so every question that I actually have... That is pertinent to the job. She's like, you're probably going to have to talk to the assistant. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. What are What is this call for to just make it sound like? It's a prelim. It's right. like a, yeah. And I, she's like, you know, back to the celebrity. I said, um, celebrities really don't do much for me. I said, um, you know, we do have some high profile people come over to where I work. Um, and it's quite often that I have to interact with them or their staff or whatever. So that doesn't really. Mm. It doesn't tweak my melons. Yeah. I don't Yeah, really, I said, I have a job to do at the end of the day. So I don't really need to like whip out my phone or my autograph book. Ew, you should Cassidy. have a little autograph. <laughs> <laughs> the cast of eight is enough. Mm. 
excuse me, can you just sign it above Kiki D, please? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's puffy and it's got Velcro on the front, so that's how it seals if you want to close it after you're done. <laughs> please don't 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 write in between Lisa Lisa and the cult jam because they get really. Anyway. Oh, look out. Marilyn McCoo streaked her. <laughs> so just just make sure it doesn't go over hers. Um, so we kind of have this kind of, I'm like, I, it's kind of not really going anywhere. It's yeah. just kind of like, he'll have to ask ask the assistant. It's like, I plead the fifth type question. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. She's like, well, it seems like you're really like qualified and you'd, maybe like eventually you'd have to talk to her. And I'm like, okay, great. This is a fun game. I said, um, she's like, so I'm going to put you in contact with the assistant. All right. So that means second interview, essentially. Right. You've passed this preliminary by basically tongue lashing this chick. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay. And then I think the next day or the day after that, uh, I'm in contact with the assistant. Okay. Who reaches out to who? Uh, this woman connects us and then she reached out to me. I said, okay, Great. so she's zooming you, right? She, well, because she wants to leave. <laughs> Shit! All right, motivated seller. Um, yeah, so she's ready to go. Okay. Uh, so, um, so the job kind of starts expanding before my eyes, and I said, "Okay, so I, um, I was also told that the the amount of time spent in Los Angeles." She's like, "Well, actually, what's been happening in the last couple years is that it's she's there from like December." Until like June-ish, July. And I said, Whoa. oh, wow. Well, that's different from what I was told. I said, actually, I've been told now three different things. So that's a little different for uh -huh, me. Uh -huh. And she's like, well, and I fly back and forth. And I mean, you could probably talk to her about that. I'm like, okay, so it seems like nothing's really set in stone. Okay. She's like, she's awesome. She's like my best friend, but it's time for me to leave. And I said, okay, great. <laughs> so then she, we were talking about compensation. She's like, so where are you at? And I, tell her, <laughs> and I said, Which is the best interview ever. And I said, well, where are you at? I said, well, here's, I'll give you my range. I said, this is where my range is. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm like, you do all this and you're not in that bracket? No. So maybe you'd have to talk to her about that. I said, mm, oh, if you're not even in that bracket, I'm not going to approach that bracket. She's like, well, I guess I could talk to her because she's really not up to snuff about like blah, blah. I'm like, well, that's not my job to bring her up to code. <gasps> so did you say that? I was like, I pretty much. And I was like, okay. I said, and also insurance. What about insurance? Oh, yeah. She doesn't really know about that stuff either. And I said, well, I'd need to know that too, because my husband and I are on the same insurance plan, um, through my employer. So uh -huh, uh -huh. that would have, that's a no brain. That's a deal breaker for me. And, uh, she's like, yeah, you know, we're talking about salary. She said, you know, there was that New York times article about, uh, assistance, like what you and I do. And how um, nobody really wants to do it anymore. And the ones that do can garner this huge salary because of what we do. Because no one This wants is what it. you're saying to her. Yeah. I said, okay. you might want to check that article out because- Oh my God, you now you're, you're career coaching this right. girl. She then tells me- She's like, I'm leaving to be a TikTok star. I'm really good at ass clapping. She, <laughs> so after all this, she then tells me that she has her own staffing company. Okay. And I'm like, bitch- if you don't even know how much you're worth, how, how are, are you your running? people? Right. So I'm like, okay. 
I said, you know what? I'm like, to be quite honest, this really sounds like someone who's like 26 and doesn't have a life. That's what this kind of sounds like. Um, that doesn't, you know, doesn't have a job or doesn't have like any other connections. Ties. That sounds for a really yeah. young person. And I am not a really young person. I'm young in spirit. <laughs> and, um, and she's like, my doctor says I have the face of like, a 34 year old. <laughs> she's like, well, I think maybe the next step would you, you have to talk to her. I think it'd be really great. I think, you know, she'd totally, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, but, um, not to cut it short, but <laughs> I have a Barry's class to go to LOL. So I have to go. And I was like, did, <laughs> Wait, you did really? she really just say that? Did yes. you? No, no, no. You're joking. No, because <laughs> it's stuck in my brain. It's stuck in my brain, like, uh, a dart. In a my blow asshole. dart. You're right. Yes. Like, I have to go to a Barry's boot camp. <laughs> Patrick, are you still there? And I literally was like, <gasps> it took me a second because I needed to replay it in my mind to put it in the vault for this conversation. Yeah, right and now. you were like, hold, please, and, and you're writing like, it down. I'm like, and and then I, I re- I'm like, okay, great. I hang up the phone, and I literally said it out loud. I have to, I like in her voice. Uh, hate to cut the shirt, but I have to uh, go to a Barry's class. LOL. And I was like, who? And I said, literally to Jenny, my dog, <laughs> who talks to someone as if they're texting them? That's well, this what is what we're did. in. BRB. Right. Right. LOL. No, no, no. No, no, no. For me, I was like, mm, okay. I'm like, I'm like, that's a hard no for me, dog, which I think I said also out loud to my dog, Jenny. D A W G. And I'm like, okay. So I'll keep you posted on that. I mean, that is just Ooh. an award in itself, if you know what I mean. It really is. How is apropos. A, well, what a, good... a lovely segue that you have. Well, we haven't even welcomed our good fine guests no. yet. Oh my god, guess. How long have you been here? I didn't even notice. When did you take your clothes off? Put them back on, please. It's time. Ooh, it's time to say welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, King Charles, and I'm Lynn Whitfield, and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Alan, 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 Alan. That's not Alan. That's Steve. Steve. Steve, is this Family Guy? Steve. No, it's that little gopher. Oh, I've no, I don't know what this is. No, he's like popped up out of the hole. And he's like, Alan! 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 <laughs> calling for his friend. And he's like, that's not Alan. That's Steve. That's Maud's real name. So that's how I'm going to say her name from now on. And you can say it too, because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're bringing them to job interviews and we're telling them, this is my interview, damn it, and I am running the show. We're reading their articles, damn it. That's what we do. This week, all weeks, every week, until Patty says he wants to go to Miami. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at DearPodOfficial on your Insta, your Twitter, your Face. Check out our website, DearPodOfficial.com. Email us, please, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at DearPodOfficial and send us an advice question. We shall answer it on the air, live. Well, live for us, maybe not live for you. Uh, Speaking of live, we're going to have our, is it our 200th episode? Well, 200th is coming up. 200th is coming up, yeah. Four years. Well, yes. Well, double live. Let me give you the double lives, y'all. We're going to be doing a live show of uh, Dear Pod to celebrate our four-year anniversary. It's been four years. I don't know what that is. What is it? Tin? Paper? What is four? We'll find out. We're Silence. Gonna- 
Silence is our four-year anniversary, <laughs> but not for you. So when we get more details on that, we are hammering out uh, locations, times, places, uh, people's. So late April in New York City. Anticipate a late spring show that is right of Dear Pod Live. But also, before that ever happens, our 200th episode is fast approaching, like in two episodes. So uh, we're going to have some some uh, details coming out for that as far as like how you can find us. But check us out on Instagram at Dear Pod Official. Also, you can follow me at Erin McGuire Official, where we will be live streaming both on Facebook and Instagram. And you can ask us your advice questions as you watch us give the haha funnies that we give this week, all weeks, every week. So check it out. Also check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Official, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your I'm inbox. I'm a subscriber. I'm I am a winner. <laughs> I am giving you three or five dollars. Uh, it really writes itself, doesn't it? I could be one of Beyonce's 5,000 writers and maybe get myself a Grammy, a Grammy Award. That is right, people. This week's theme is awards, apropos, because we're in awards season. We've already had the Golden Globes. People have been hammered and falling down, and nobody cares anymore about award shows, do we? No. We really don't. I, I do think not. that the award shows are going to go the way of the dodo, is my theory on it. The what, what? The Dido. What are you talking about? Dido. Oh. It's going to go the way of the Dido. Both Didos and Dodos have disappeared I from know, the planet. Know. So I think it's appropriate. We have a, an awards theme today because we've got our Academy Awards coming up and our Grammys and uh, Emmys and uh, uh, Tutus and Hulus and oh, okay. Peepaws and whatnot. Grandmas. Uh, Okay, okay. The Grandma Awards. That I am I could be up for at this point because I feel a little bit dead inside. So we're going to talk about awards today, damn it, awards. First of all, and most importantly, have you ever won an award? Uh, oof. Mm. Does Broadway lottery tickets that is 100%. I'm very I'm very well versed in the Broadway lottery. You have a lot of weird luck with the broad lot. Why? Who do you know somebody on the inside? Are you pulling strings? I'm fucking persistent. If there's one Who's thing she? That... <laughs> <laughs> She's just some girl on the side. It's just some side hustle. You're very uh, yeah, you play the long game. Yeah. Have you ever thought about playing the uh the the regular lottery? No. Seeing if I mean, you, I've your done luck it a transfers. Times, but I mean, what's what are the odds? <sighs> Literally, I'd say three hundred thirty-three million to one. I mean, when it was like a billion dollars, I think I bought like ten tickets. I'm like, this is—I just set my money on fire. This is so stupid. I know, but then you can return them and say, "I'm sorry, sir, these tickets are broken," and you can mess with the guy at Seven Eleven. I get—I guess I could. I could, but nothing is that. No one in Hell's Kitchen ever wins. It's rigged against us. It is. That's why whenever we go to New Hampshire, I buy lottery tickets up there. Because I feel like there's something about they're sending winners up to New Hampshire and Massachusetts. I don't know why. They don't want. They well, don't want the city of New York to win. No, they don't. I I can't say as I blame them. So it's a good excuse to go to New Hampshire, get uh, tax free liquor and some uh, some scratches. I maybe you know what? If I ever won, I'd buy my entire building, evict everybody, and turn it into a single family home. Oh my God, that's amazing! I mean, why not? Oh, really? Why not? Because you can. Because you can. I like that you double down and stay in the shitty city. 
You win millions of dollars. You could go anywhere. You don't have to work anymore. You don't have to go to Miami with rich finance people. No. You can go anywhere. Where are you going? Forty ninth. No, I know, but if you, if you, honestly, now I think of I. We play this game all the time, which is a lovely way to make you feel like shit about yourself. Which sure. is, and I played this with my family last time I was home because I think the lotto was it was like creeping towards a billion. Yeah, and uh, and then of course somebody in like California won. Son of a bitch, bitch. I, I love Vienna. I'd love to live in Vienna. Whoa, I, I didn't London. expect that. I'd love to go. I've never been to Ireland. I'd love to go. I know I don't want to live there. You don't want to live in Ireland? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. I, I don't never know, say never. But I, don't, I don't know. I haven't been there. You've n- Okay, you've never been there, period. No, I've never been on my period, and I've never been there. Period. Oh, I've done both. Great. And I like Ireland better. Than your period. Yes. Okay. Everything is green there. Instead of red. There! I think that's a perfect, disgusting transition into our articles about awards. Hit me. Okay. This is from the Odessa American, Odessa, Texas, December 6th, 1978. Trophy problems. Hmm. Dear Abby, most husbands carry pictures of their wives and children in their wallets. Not my Ralph. He carries pictures of himself with the blue marlin he caught. He had this 865-pound monstrosity mounted, expecting to hang it over the mantel in our living room, but I put my foot down and told him he could hang it in the amusement room in our basement. But no way was I going to have that ugly thing in our living room. He sulked for about a week, but I refused to give in. So now, it's hanging in our basement. Ralph still nags me about how unfair I am. Finally, he said, write to dear Abby and let her settle it. So I'm asking you. Where does the blue marlin belong? Signed, Ralph's wife in Florida. I love that folk song. Where does the blue marlin belong? Dear wife, now that you ask, I find mountain specimens of any of God's creatures outside of museums disheartening. Killing for food is one thing. Killing for show. Sorry, I pass. It's a major award. Did you say 865 pounds? Yeah. First of all, let's just think of the logistics of mounting something like that. How many idiots can't even hang their television screen that weighs 50 pounds without ripping it out of the wall? I love this riddle. I'm going to say 10. Okay. Exactly. Well, mounting a TV is very complicated. I know, but That's the TV is not 865 pounds. 865 anymore. pounds, and you probably have plaster walls. Right. I mean, you've got to also bring it to somebody to taxiderm it. And we, as we all know, I have the book upstairs, Crap Taxidermy. Right. Have you ever looked through it? Yes. So Kenny funny. Ah, <laughs> Kenny Rogers, that's right. The other thing about this blue marlin is it doesn't have like that giant sharp. Yes. Right. That you could so, impale yourself on. Right. So if you don't hang it properly in your house, say you don't have the wall space and then someone comes in and takes like a quick right to get a drink. And next thing you know, they don't they, they don't have any eyes. I was gonna say you lose an eye, exactly. Right. Especially because it's got to be probably about eye level. Yeah, at unless that point. you put it above your fireplace, and then you might as well just own a bar. Exactly. Or who? Or you stand get a blue it up, Marlin. Yeah. Or stand it up in the corner, or turn it into a lamp. I don't know, but why? I don't, also don't understand this. I was watching this kid um, uh, fish the other day, and he caught a great white. Oh. And I was like, and you're watching this. Wait, thing in my mind, about. I thought that you were like live watching. You yes, watched this on I, in, in TikTok the or Hudson, something? The Hudson River. Okay. 
Also, Who knew? <laughs> Jaws 5, the Hudson River. Wait, what? He's a really I great white. trash in this fucking river, but... I'm impressed. Holy shit. How long has this been here? Damn. Um, so he reels it in, and I'm like, uh, I really hope that they don't... Because, well, it just seems... I just find it so... I find kind of fishing inhumane. I understand I eat fish, but I just don't understand it. It's like but, a sport. Right. Yes. Like, and they're like, oh, I throw it back. I'm like, why are you doing... So you're... Now it's bleeding from the face. It's like if I'm just walking to work, and then all of a sudden, just does like uh, casting... Uh, on my face and then yeah. just yanks my mouth back and I'm dragged across 8th Avenue back to my house and I'm like oh you're just having fun alright here's yeah, your yeah. <laughs> thanks thanks for right. letting me go could you let me go downtown because I'm meeting a friend for yeah. dinner <laughs> is that okay can you just throw me across the street now like round so Lafayette I, I yeah. don't really understand that so I'm I'm watching this shark fight for its life I understand I'm afraid of sharks since Jaws but I don't ever want to see anything harmed like that. I hate that. I, you and don't then want eventually to see they're pain. Like, they, they, the, the driver of the boat's like, well, it's actually illegal. You cannot catch them. And they actually threw it back and you watch it. And I'm like, well, thank Christ someone is honest. You know, because if you go back to like Africa when they poach all the elephants just for the I can't. Like, I, I literally, I have a hard time even like attempting this conversation. Because the second that I hear about like an animal in pain... Mm-hmm. Me and Jules have been watching on Disney Plus the inside the zoo behind the scenes at Columbus Zoo. It's terrifying. I have, I mean, and these people are vets that are phenomenal and they, they want nothing more than for everybody to be perfect. They, and they get so invested and I was like, and, and you get so invested in their stories and they lost a goat the other day and I wept as if it was my mother. Like the, the crying was so severe. Well, goat and your mom, I mean- and, and, and sunglasses. <laughs> kind of one of them. Ellen! 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 I, I, I don't, and I don't understand the sport of all of it. My uncle what, used to hunt in New Hampshire and he, he, he got a deer, like he shot a deer. And they, they did the thing that you're supposed to do if you're hunting, which is like you divide up all, you divide the meat. I will never eat deer. No. Period, oh, full stop. But they kept the head. And I remember going over to his house when I was a kid, and the head was stuffed and mounted over their living room couch. So just picture little a little ginger boy. You. Yes. Four years old, going over my uncle's house, watching TV, and there's a huge- I can see it crystal clear as if it's right in front of me right now. The picture is there, but think 1980s. So she's wearing a Kiss t-shirt, sure. uh, corduroy pants. Mm. Probably wet them, Uh-oh. and and sitting there with a huge stuffed and mounted deer over my head, and I was just I, I would look at the glass eye and just be like, I'm so sorry. Is that Sandy Duncan? <laughs> What's the name of your deer? Sandy Duncan. <laughs> oh, why'd you call her that? Never mind. Never move on. It's didn't we find out it's not a glass eye? I don't, it's a snow globe. Wood. It's made right, of it's wood. wood eye. Now it's that'd just, be fun. It's just gum. A anyway, snow globe. That's eye. a terrible trophy. Stop stuffing and mounting animals. Do it like to they're humans, your... like Paula Dean. Absolutely. And put her in the corner with a little thing what of butter in her hand. What if the roles were reversed and all of a sudden one turkey came up and was like, I'm going to fucking fuck up this woman. Absolutely. I'm going to stuff her husband inside of her. And I'm going to put butter her, up her I'm ass. Gonna, right. How does she see how she likes it? Well, actually, it's not so bad. Keep putting on a little. You open up, up Paula Dean. You find her husband inside of her husband. You find like the neighbor inside of the neighbor. You find a cat. 
A turduck. <laughs> we turduckened the deans. <laughs> the turkey's just smoking. <sighs> Coming to the CW. Southern, <laughs> southern fucking cooking. <laughs> you <Bitch>. like that? <laughs> Two hours a pound, <laughs> but it's worth it. That's a lot of E-V-O-O. Make sure she doesn't dry out now. Flip her over. <laughs> Baster. We've gone somewhere amazing. Yes. I have an awesome article for you that you Sing will it, not sister. see coming. All right. This comes from, where does it come from? The El Paso Times, El Paso, Texas, sure. March 18, 1975. Academy Award winner still is dissatisfied. All right, hold on to your tatties. Still not satisfied. Still is dissatisfied. Dissatisfied. Still is dissatisfied. Still. Still. Yes, still. Dear Ann Landers, All right. I am a practicing gynecologist in the Midwest who reads your column daily. You are performing a useful service, and I admire your ability to cut through the palaver and get to the heart of a problem. At the moment, however, I could cheerfully wring your pretty neck. Recently, a woman wrote to say she had been married several years and everything was lovely except her sex life. Her Mm. husband was unable to satisfy her. In order not to damage his ego, she had been faking excitement and completion and, in her words, quote, deserves an Academy Award for outstanding performance, end quote. Then a friend told her that she had solved the identical problem by having a dorsal clip. The unsatisfied lady immediately requested the same simple surgery, which was done in the doctor's office. It changed her whole life. No more pretending, she wrote. I enjoy sex now as I never dreamed possible. Well, Anne, the day that column appeared, even though you spelled why you... No editor on this, told her that very few women need dorsal clips and the benefits might have been psychological. I received eight requests from patients who wanted it done immediately. The following day, five more women called. I've had at least one request every day since. The dorsal clip, as you know, is for the woman who has a hooded clitoris. I want to leave. This is a somewhat rare occurrence, but because of your column, I've been forced to do some insignificant snipping to satisfy these women on the chance that the psychological effects might be helpful. I blame Juicy Couture. (laughs) You! (laughs) Your dorsal clip is on display in (laughs) Juicy Couture velour. Be careful what you print, Anne. Your word means a lot. Signed, busy enough, thank you. Dear Busy Enough, sorry if I jammed up your book, Doc, but unfortunately so many women are sexually unfulfilled, they clutch at straws and shove them up there. I hope you gynecologists out there will take the time to help these patients by answering a few simple questions, making practical suggestions, and recommending some good literature. Porn. As for some insignificant clipping, it might help in the way you described. And who knows, one day... You just might actually run into a hooded clitoris. Sorry, French. (laughs) If I run into a hooded clitoris, how many people, how many times have you just been walking down the street and you're like, oh my God, hooded clitoris. Didn't we do summer stock together? I barely recognized you with your hood on. I know. Can you put it back a little bit? Oh, Oh, there there you are. I know. Don't hide your hood. What are you, Aaliyah? Don't hide your clit under a hood. (laughs) I mean, come on. 
Isn't that the most disturbing? I did it for you. At the Wordy Academy Award is in there. It yeah, counts. No, I, I hear you. I get an award for giving you the hooded clitoris. <laughs> if yeah. I had a nickel. Yeah. You, just <laughs> have the, you just have the one. By the way, I'm going to create a character named Hooded Clitoris. You, Go on. As you should. As I should. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really know how to... How do you get Jump. away from the hooded clitoris? I think on a horse. I think that's how. Like, that like your um, Ichabod Crane. I, I hate you so much. I was about to say Ichabod, mm-hmm. but I went okay. Go on, carry on. That's all I really have on that topic. However, I don't I think, think that we could go anywhere else. No, I don't really. I don't really want to run into a hooded clitoris in a back alley, especially. I've only seen the one. I've been mugged by I've it. Was she never, hooded? I don't even know what it was supposed to look like. I never... I don't know. You lift up the hood and I don't see. actually think we studied that in, in any kind of educational class that I would have had because, like I've said before, I think I had a Groupon for my education. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Basically, like, figure it out on your own. Yeah, and Dynasty is on at 9, 9 p.m. <laughs> I mean, if they gave a diagram, then maybe I'd be like, oh, that's Absolutely. Maybe I'd be straight. But, but it was I the 80s, it. so it would be like a hooded clitoris with Aquanet. Yeah, and some diamonds. Yeah. It'd be v- heavily vajazzled. And belted. I would hope so. High belt. <laughs> if you and don't belt your pads. hooded clitoris, how that can you That clitoris has wonderful shoulder pads. Why isn't anybody ready? <laughs> well, we're going to dive into that clitoris with the Daily Courier, Connellsville, Pennsylvania, December 20th, 1971. Prize husband is no winner. Dear Abby, I'm not telling you this to boast, but just to give you some idea of my situation, I am 25. My figure is 37, 25, 36. I have won several beauty contests. Two years ago, I married what everyone, including myself, thought was a prize. He was 30, college educated, good job, rosy future, etc. Well, this... Prize has made love to me exactly five times since January 1st, 1970. Does she have a hooded? Twice, he (laughs) came right out and told me it was to shut me up. (gasps) I've tried everything, including greeting him at the door in seductive see-through negligee, and he says, hi, what's for supper? (laughs) I told him he should see a doctor, and he said I should see one to find out why I'm never satisfied. Am I abnormal, or is he? Any suggestions? Signed, Practically untouched in Tulsa. Dear practically, if he refuses to see a doctor, see a lawyer. Why do women always think the negligee is the answer? I don't think it's... Have you ever worn a negligee for Marcus? (laughs) Was it belted, hooded? (laughs) I have never worn it. No, I have not. That's not... I don't understand. I actually don't... It's funny that you bring this up because Mm -hmm. I don't understand... How is that, any of that is, do you find, Jim, do you find a negligee, a teddy, if you will? Teddy! Maybe, maybe like a corset, but like uh, yeah. something like with like a boa. I just think of like an old something woman at a, lift. a I think that guys, particularly like uh, uh, straight guys, like uh, are are like, I don't care what you wear. I don't care. They don't care. They're looking for a warm crease. That's all. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Does it really help? Look, now we're bringing Julesy in on They're this. They're just looking for like a 
grilled cheese sandwich. But like, look at hooded. all the industries that are a built on this. Grilled cheese I'm, <laughs> I'm going to walk into a Victoria's Secret and ask for a hooded grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all you have to do is sh- show us cleavage. You don't have to dress slutty or anything. But if we see the cleave, the cleave, we're like, hey. Well, I'm screwed. Well, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't create cleave if I tried. I the only cleave that I could go have, to the boys at Kinky Lips. Boots and they'll tell you how to contour. That is bull. I, even this, you can't do anything with bone. You'd no, be surprised. What you, what you do that makes. I'm oh. sure other men, but definitely me go, huh? Oh, is oh. It because I'm getting notes. Slenderness is if you have, if you're open and we just sort of see that, and I see that, it's like. So who's the topless boy is what you're saying? Yeah. So okay. basically he has a paper boy fetish. <laughs> right here is and what he just said. Extra, extra, read all about it. And you're like, I have no extra and I have no extra, extra. <laughs> There's nothing to read. <laughs> I have less, I have less, but it's it's a lot to sort of yell that. You know, especially less on the street. Less. Nothing less to read here. Nothing to see here, sir. Keep it moving along. How you doing, mister? Twenty-five cents for a paper off my chest. Wow. Okay, well we've learned about Julesy. And look, he went back into his cage now. Do you see that? Yeah. He retracted. Like Austin Powers when they like all the girls were in like the negligee. I just don't under- maybe it's Is it's, it a turn on? I, you're talking to the wrong person, but I just don't understand. The, I really like looked right the, at you and yeah. said, is it a turn on? Well, because it <laughs> seems like, here's the thing that seems like, obviously like the woman should wear it for herself, right? Not just for her man, right? Uh, right. I guess. There's, there's two schools of thoughts, like whatever makes her happy okay. and her sexy. And I would think that a guy probably doesn't find lacy or like frilly or puffy or like what? Marabou. If, like fur or any of that shit. Yeah. Because they're probably like, well, that's not really sexy. That's like girly. We're such, we're such mammals. But what if she just comes in like looking like Xena warrior princess, like a little bit of leather, a little bit of like what she just killed wrapped around her neck. Oh, Uh, that works too. I mean, everybody's got a different kink. Every guy, but like, could you picture in the wild? Like if lions had to do that to mate, no. Like one lion is just like, okay, so. I, I just bought this at Victoria's Secret earlier. Victor's coming home tonight, and uh-huh. uh, I've got a sexy bra. Now, I don't want to cover my ass because I want him to smell it when he walks in the door. Sure, sure. And so it's such a nice ass. Thank you. Well, you know, we've got a breed. It is the season. Yeah. So I'm out on the savanna, right? I'm walking around the savanna, and I was like, what can I bring home to wear mm-hmm. to turn him on to get the job done because I got to have these cubs. We got to do something, right? By spring, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I'm walking around him all I see is, you know, there's like dust and dirt everywhere. There's really not a lot. So I just killed a muskrat and I kept the skin and I made an A cup out of it. Wonderful. Thanks. You know, it's interesting. I did the same thing and I was in town mm-hmm. and I was going to go to Frederick's to Hollywood, but I yeah. decided to go get a drink and I went inside and I hadn't seen Simon since I think yesterday because he was out on the road doing some, you know, killing or killing, whatever. Yeah. And I look up, um, I order uh, my second Zima and I look up and I see his <laughs> mom mounted above the bar. And I'm like, thank God someone did that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked around. And I'm like, um, it's really quiet in here. And then I felt really 
uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I left. I went to Fredericks of Hollywood. I tried something on, and then I decided to wear that home, and I felt so empowered. Yeah, you know, especially being like a leopard in the wild and just being like a free spirit. Was there only leopard print stuff there? No, I'm a leopard. She's a leopard. He's a leopard too. Wouldn't you want to be a leopard too? Is okay. basically what they told me. Okay. So, what I, was it? Was it like a corset? Because it was a corset. It was between that and then like, do you like, do you get into skunk? And I said, is this a new thing? They're like, no, literally a skunk. We have a skunk uh, skin here if okay. you'd like to wear it. And I was like, I don't really do black and whites. I I'm find, not a Kardashian. Um, you know, a rhino rib cage really oh. cinches me in all the right places. Okay. And he's really into it. Victor's really into it. We were thinking of digging a hole in the wild and doing like our little like safe room. Yeah. Just to, you know, put some, you know, gear up and some chains and stuff. We but... go to a club like that. I'll oh, give you the number. Okay. Private events only. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. Lions in the wild. That was a good skit, everybody. It's clear. Thank you. Uh, I have one more article for you. Are you oh. excited? Yes, always. Can this you tell? One, I mean, look at the excitement. This one comes from the Sacramento Bee, December 30th, 1990. And that's Sacramento, California, I assume. One of the weirdest places I've ever been. The sack? The sack. I once saw two very drunk homeless guys trying to help each other up. It was like a vaudeville act in Sacramento. They like they let they they let people out of the asylums before New York did it. They're so far ahead of the game, and so they were drunk. And then one would get up, and the other one would help him up, and he'd fall over. And then he'd help that guy up, and he'd fall over. And it just went on and on. That old Judy Garland skit. And I was oh, like, I'm right. sorry, you guys are blocking the Jamba Juice. Can you? <laughs> Do you mind? I need to get 800 grams of sugar shoved in my throat. Right <laughs> I know, in okay? banana form, and I'm going to tell myself it's healthy. It's so good. <laughs> All right, here we go. Award to prisoner irks Fairfield Rita. Dear Anne, I've never written to you before, but after reading an item in our local newspaper, I am outraged. Here goes my first letter to Anne Landers. According to this Associated Press report, a federal grand jury awarded $45,000 to a man who was found guilty of killing four California Highway Patrol officers in 1970. This convicted felon brought a suit against the U.S. government because Folsom prison, uh, prison officials failed to protect him against another inmate who fired a crude arrow into his side in 1986. It burns me up that this murder is allowed, murderer is allowed to sue the U.S. government. He was originally giving a death sentence, but received a reprieve when the California Supreme Court decided that the death sentence was cruel and unusual. So the taxpayers must now support this murderer for the rest of his life and pay him $45,000 on top of it. When will our justice system wake up and get tough on the criminals in this country? Sign me, had it, in Fairfield, California. Dear Fairfield, that story is indeed shocking. But some of my lawyer friends have a different perspective. They point out that everyone in this country, even a convicted felon, is entitled to constitutional rights. And this man's rights may have been violated if his prison guards showed reckless disregard for his safety. I wish our government would protect the average citizen as well as it protects prisoners. When I read about babies being shot in their carriages in Chicago and a talented young choir boy in New York killed in gang war crossfire, it makes me wonder how much government protection the average law-abiding citizen is getting. Ayan! Well, that took a dark tone. I know! I went from hooded clitoris 
to a murderer getting an award of $45,000 for getting shot in the side with a crude arrow, which, you know, talk about surviving in the wild. I guess. If you're in prison and you're like, got to make me some, usually you just make a shiv. I would imagine a crude arrow would take a long time. Yeah, like that's some Shawshank shit. Like you got to commit. This is going to. I'm going to just bleed out here. <laughs> but also the guy who makes the arrow has to make the bow. Mm. And I could just picture him in woodworking class being like, all right, I don't just know. be patient. <laughs> just be patient, John. You're going to get yourself a great bow and arrow. Really, the bow is everything. I might have just the, been testing it out. I only have the one arrow, so it better be good. You've got better fire to win. Right. And I feel like he probably just took it out to the yard that day and was like, all right, let me just... Uh, just give this a whirl. It's going to pull back and a fuck. Shit. Oh, God damn it. I nicked him. <laughs> $45,000 later. I do not want to die by bow and arrow. I'll tell you that. Oh, it's got to be the worst. It just. What's your ideal death? What? <laughs> Asking for a friend. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. This is strange because I was going to work the other day and I was just like, you know, I can imagine like my last words. If something happened in the city, we'd be like, what? Oh, fuck. And then he's like. <laughs> then bus comes then up. Just, yeah. yeah. I just like, I think it was because like uh, a taxi was about to hit me or something. And I just know like that would probably be like, well, what did he say? He said, oh, fuck. And then he was, you know. then was, And then like, he was a red mist. Yeah. yeah. Then it's just, just kind of like a Gallagher concert. Yeah. Just all over the Watermelon. Yeah. Uh, my last words would be, well, that was easy. Oh. Yeah. Whatever it is, it will be when something actually goes smoothly, easily, mm-hmm. well. Uh, well, that was easy. And Anvil. Mm. I'm right. looking for a Looney Tunes ending here. Hmm. A Who Framed Roger Rabbit style exit of this world. I, whatever. I just hope it's clean. I just don't want to be mad. I also don't want to. Like, <laughs> I don't want to shit my pants. <laughs> I don't want to be found in the toilet or. No Elvis death. Okay. Or like in some kind of weird sex thing. I don't want that. Again. I just, I also don't want to be, I just don't want it to be, I don't want to be like, like I walked into an elevator shaft and didn't know it. Or oh like, yeah. You know, nothing stupid. Shit. Nothing. No stupid deaths. Yeah. Here at Deer Pod. No stupid deaths. No stupid deaths. Put no that fruit. on a t-shirt. No, wait, no fruit. No stupid deaths. No stupid deaths. No fruit. No eyes, no teeth. No eyes, no teeth. We have a lot of no's. Right. Here. Okay. You so we're start with no. Start with this is the year of no, you guys. This is my new book. Oprah could be all about the year of yes. Bethany Frankel, the power of yes. Everybody's yesing. How about I no? Say no. How about shut the fuck up? No. This is my year of no. Yeah. Oh, and I there's a that. lot of power in no, because look at you. I mean, you're really wielding the no. No. You're telling a, a award, Academy Award-winning actors to no. I don't want to spoon you. I don't, I mean, I don't want to spend two months in Tahoe. I'm not going to lie. Uh, now, the more you're saying, like, go to LA and stuff like that, I was like, oh, I could do this. Yeah, but you don't know what you're doing there. Exactly. Right. It doesn't sound like her current one knows what she's doing there. No, she knows. And she, it, she's just really, I mean, she's going to Barry's, LOL. She's her LOL. <laughs> After yoga. I, FYI, eggplant I, emoji. I mean, I had to pick my eyes up from the floor because they were rolling. So I'm like, I can't believe someone just said that to me on the phone. Shout and out to Keone. I just, yeah, like, I cannot. Yeah. LOL. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, WTF. Yeah. We will BRB.
after these messages. Wouldn't it be great if we actually had messages? Any day now. It's the year of yes to ad space, damn it. I think it's time for Instagram. What do you say? It's It's time for Instagram Instagram mail. I'm going to cut you open and dressing up for sexy, sexy time with my lion. My lion. Gotta get him in the mood. I hope it's someone I can mount from behind. Oh, wait, what? Oh. Well, everybody keep your marlins at eyes level. And put on some safety goggles because it's time for Instagram mail. Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial. If you have an Instagram mail advice question that you would like answered on the air by us two unprofessional jackasses. This week we have a doozy. Patty, hit me with it. Dear Pod, the other night I decided to wear a red wig for my husband and called myself Monique. You know, to spice things up a bit. Boy, was that a Tuesday night much different from the rest. The problem is, it seems like now he only wants to be with Monique and not Diane. What about Diane? What about Diane? Have I created a monster? And Whoopi is a lot different with this wig on, but it leaves me empty thinking about Diane. I seek advice. Signed, Red Hot or Not. What an appropriate question, given the conversation that we just had. Hi, I'm here in the Savannah. I'm Jim Lyon. Hi. Dear Red, well, despite the wig and alias, it seems there's a lot of Monique in you, Diane. Mm. I know role-playing can spice up your life in the boudoir, so don't take it too seriously. At least it's happening. Now, if he asks you to call yourself Mario and hit hit him from behind, well, then I'd worry. (laughs) You two kids have fun. Remember, this is a two-way street, so think of someone you want him to be. What about that sweaty tennis instructor at the club? Or Simon, the nerdy yet rough accountant with biceps? Or Thor, the plumber who will get through all of your dirty pipes? Or Mikey, who just wants to snuggle and look at your sticker collection and write fan letters to Menudo? Well, not all fantasies are one-size-fits-all. Good luck, Monique, or Diane, or whoever you are. I have have some role-playing questions for you afterwards, but I'll I'll do Anne's answer, and then we'll dive into some role-play. You and me, let's let's play successful podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) I love that game. I had a driver pick me up. (laughs) Oh, I just I made a mill this month. It's no big deal. (laughs) All right, here's what Anne has to say. Dear Red, well, congratulations. You've just oh, that was the sound of my career job opening. Damn. (laughs) Hi, we're looking to hire a new podcast producer. Um, You'll have to spend two months in Miami. We don't do anything in Miami. You just have to spend two yeah, months there, just gonna, away from yeah, us. You're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, it's all you. I mean, just, just it's just my suggestion. Yeah. Oh, fancy. All right. Here's Ann's answer. Don't, everybody hold on to your tatties. Dear Red, well, congratulations. You've just unlocked a new level in the game of marriage. Introducing a third woman into your bed who just happens to be you. Apropos of the awards theme this week, you've delivered an Academy Award-winning performance. Well, maybe more Golden Globes. Those awards are trash. You tapped into a sexier version of yourself while somehow convincing your husband Monique is real. Time to whip out your Meisner and take your act on the road. Meaning you acted your way into this and you can act your way out. Try wearing Monique through the day doing non-sexy things. Monique loading the dishwasher. Monique doing laundry. Monique taking a dump with the door open. 
Show your husband that even his dream girl lives a real life. And the more disgusting you can be, the better. Clean Monique's ears and then smell the Q-tip. Clip Monique's nails while sitting on the couch. Have Monique gut a bear in the backyard, remove the entrails, and sleep in the carcass. You know, the usual. Make Monique so unappealing, your husband will come running back screaming, Diane! Like Craig T. Nelson in Poltergeist. Of course, this can always ricochet, meaning you'll be wearing that wig from the Kathy Ireland for QVC collection for a long, long time. Let me know if that happens. In the meantime, good luck, you convincing son of a bitch, and happy farting into a jar and making your husband smell it. Ayan. I'm your dream girl. I have explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, I'm your dream girl. I ran out of toilet paper. So I'll use my hand now. Dream girl. Boy. Dream girl. Boy. I vomit in my hair and I don't clean it. Dream girl. Oh, my farts smell like rotten eggs now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 I'm your dream girl. I'll pop my back zits and then I'll eat them. Dream girl, girl <laughs> dream bro. girl. I'll bite my toenails. Dream seven, girl. Seven. Even I was like, I knew you were going to go there and I didn't want to go there. I'm so uncomfortable. See, I'm more tone deaf when I don't actually know where my, my story is oh going. He, somebody noted him on being tone deaf, and that is very upsetting. Listen, we I'm only very want good in the positive, car on the way here. We only want constructive criticism. Dearpartificial at gmail.com. And if you want to tell me that I look gorgeous, I'll accept that too. Role playing. Have wait, you ever real- done it? <laughs> oh, wait, what? Is this Back up. Um, I took our, um, our uh, producer here into the city. And I, I Julesy? Right. So, uh, you know, because I'm every time I leave here and I'm like, God damn it, Aaron, it takes so fucking long for whatever the reason. So I'm like telling Jim, like, it's it just it takes me fucking forever. But so it is the one day that it literally takes me no time at all to drop part. Jim off and yep. to get to my house. It took me maybe like seven minutes from yep. here. To uh-huh. And Jim's like, I just like, I just like watching you stew about how. Easy like, this yeah, was. Like, like how fucking complicated. That's it what used I'm to be. saying. <laughs> God damn it! You know why? It's because you had jewels in tow, and that's he's good luck. It was a breeze. He's anyway, a little small leprechaun. Have I role played? I don't think I've role played. I could never do that and take. Could you picture me and Jules doing like like give you the standard like French maid? If I walked in and had to be a whole different person. Also, we would be giving each other notes on how we were performing. <laughs> I just, uh, I know, I know. I could never do it. I don't know who it's you know for. What? Never say never. I mean, maybe, but I just, it all depends. But the thing is, like, my brain goes, it, it will go into, like, like idiotic, you know? Oh, yeah, we can't, I'm a jackass. I can't be taken seriously. Like, you know, like, I, uh, I don't know. Like, if we I, role played, it would be the things that we actually just want each other to be like. I'm gonna role play a person who vacuums every second day. I'll just like devolve into like some like bumbling like foreign exchange student, and that has like one arm and like and one by one like Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future. I just start disappearing. Yeah, he's like, yeah. why aren't you into it? I'm disappearing. I'm disappearing. I'm not here anymore. <laughs> my my parents aren't getting together. I like the idea of role playing, but they give you the assignment of the person that they really want you to be. 
like I'm you're I, okay let's role play you're gonna be a supportive husband who tells me I look good in everything I wear you're gonna be confident for once you're gonna learn <laughs> how to it's like wait what you're gonna go out and make money you're gonna let's let's role play this successful podcast right host, you yeah. know with a with a Joe Rogan million multi million dollar yeah. deal let's you're gonna stay hard the whole time oh my god if let's he ever role played Joe Rogan I'd kill myself mm. He'd shave his head. That'd be rough. Snort creatine. Creatine. Hey, I'm doing some creatine. Hi, creatine. Speaking of creatine, I know a way to really just cleanse the palate right now after all this talk of role playing. So put your panties on and let's have a specialty cocktail, shall we? We shall. It's time for a specialty, specialty cocktail, cocktail specialty drink. drink. We deserve an award for drinking it Saturday in the morning. That's what we do over here. We drink in the morning. Don't you judge us. Don't you judge us. Don't you fucking hole. Shut your hole. All right, let's role play people who don't drink in the morning. Oh, why bother? It's, it's not a fun I'm game not at Candace all. I'm Candace Cameron. I mean, who do you think? Oh, Candace Cameron Bure. It's a Candace Cameron Bure. The kind you find in a shitty store in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> oh, the kind you find taking away gay rights. All right, everybody. <laughs> this week's specialty cocktail is the Golden Statue. James Jules Ferris would like to take this moment and thank all the little people who got him where he is today. He himself is a little person. All right. Here are the ingredients. You will need two ounces of gin, one ounce lemon juice, a half ounce honey syrup, and two fresh mint leaves. Ooh, we're going to like this one. Ooh, that's so I'm telling you right now. In a cocktail shaker, add all ingredients, add ice, shake, and strain into a coupe glass. Garnish with a lemon twist. So it looks a little martini-ish. I like this. It looks like a lemon drop. Here is tasting notes. And the Oscar for best performance by a refreshing specialty cocktail goes to the Maha Tiki Bar. Oh my God! Thank you, thank you, oh my God! Thank you, oh, especially the Academy. I would like to first thank the refreshing combination of gin, lemon, honey, and mint for helping make this cocktail part of the award-winning family here at the Maha Tiki Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. I would also like to thank the original founder of the Bee's Knees and the Southside, which this drink is really based on. If you noticed, the golden hue that is now coming from the cocktail glass closely resembles the same color palette that is coming from this naked golden man that I am now holding in my hands. That is not by accident. I thought long and hard Ooh, what this drink should look like. Then I found the recipe to the Dancing Queen in the very excellent book Booze and Vinyl 2. And just change the name. Thank you, Foreign Press. And thank you, Mom and Dad, for all of your belief and bailout money. And that is the Golden Statue. It's award season. Everybody get drunk. It's the Golden Globes. Marjorie. Is the Golden Statue. Just so you will know. Mm. It smells delightful. That is lovely. It is very tart. Oh, I like that. My, my, whoop. It's getting more tart as it goes down to the back of my tongue. I think it gets very dry at the end. Oh, like you're it. right. It's got a dry fini, and I think yeah. that might be the gin. Um, I like that a lot. Let tell me tell me again you what's what. in it again. It is gin, uh-huh. lemon juice, uh-huh. honey syrup, mint leaves. So it's good That's for it? you. It's healthy. It's a healthy gin drink. 
But I don't know why it finishes like that. I think it's the gin. It might be the dry gin. It could be dry gin. Mm. It's a Bombay dry gin. Mm. Is it Bombay? Is that what you used? It's like as dry as your humor. (laughs) 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 Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy for that. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.